Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynn Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's it's the pregame. Brought to you by Chambers and Gaylor Law Firm. With your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready, because we pregame harder than the other show's party. It's the pregame. And welcome into the pregame show here on the Black College Sports Network, Remix Edition. Um, my partner, Neely, and Charles Bishop. <laughs> Neely, we're 20 days away, man. We're in the dog days of August, the dog days of camp. We had a scrimmage yesterday at Jackson State. What, what, what we got going over there? Hey, Chuck, I know you wanted to say welcome back to the pregame show. Because <laughs> 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 we tried it, but the devil is a lie. <laughs> little, little bric-a-brac, little bric-a-brac action. <laughs> <laughs> the Osgood Wilcox action over there. Hey, man, it's uh, 20 days, 20 days. Uh, today is what, Sunday the uh, 15th? Yes. Uh, so, yeah, we, we we have 20 days away, and we will be kicking off against FAMU in the Orange Blossom Classic, and we had the first full pad, live action, referees, you name it, scrimmage yesterday at the Walter Payton no doubt. Uh, we had the first scrimmage yesterday. Uh, you know, uh, as as luck would have it, there are just rumors floating about what happened at scrimmage yesterday. Closed scrimmage, but eyes and ears were there. Uh, you were there uh, taking a look at what was all going on. Talk to us about the scrimmage yesterday in terms of what you saw. Well, I mean, I'm always interested in a good rumor. I, I hadn't heard any. It was it was a, uh, a closed scrimmage. Uh, you know, I'll start with two things. Uh, people always want to know the, the end result. And I will say, uh, beyond a shadow of doubt, the defense won. Uh, the defense uh, certainly outperformed the offense, but that does not mean the offense, you know, was lackluster uh, by any means. I think the run game was solid. Uh, Shador Sanders, QB1, hit a lot, I don't, hit a lot, of, a lot of his passes. Uh, so I don't, want, I don't want to project that somehow our offense was stagnant. Uh, but I think that uh, the defense came to play. I think that defensive line, you know, you want to say the front four, but you can also say the front five, the front seven, that entire defense, man, uh, is much improved if you look at where we were in April. But when you talk to the individual coaches, the position coaches uh, after it, none of them are claiming victory. They are all in the notebooks, back in the film room, working on things to finish because they realize that the clock is ticking and week one is coming. Uh, you know, and that's one of the things that we really have uh, taken notice of uh, with regards to this camp, uh, the level of detail and everybody's really locked in. Yeah, certainly. Uh, there's a, a high level of detail. You know, all aspects of the camp, uh, uh, training camp, if you will, are filmed. And the coaches review that film immediately after to make tweaks for the afternoon walkthroughs and the next day's uh, work. Same thing happened with this camp. But I'll tell you that Coach Prime was was pleased enough, and he said so in his closing remarks, uh, that he's not celebrating, but he was pleased enough to not have any team meetings after and told the coaches to not have any unit meetings and, you know, let everybody go ahead and go. And 
uh, off day on Sunday except for some kind of walkthroughs, uh, but pretty much just going ahead and getting ready for Monday to fix what took place on Saturday. Uh, all in all, Chuck, I think it was a phenomenal scrimmage. I think it was great for the student-athletes to be out there in pads, moving, moving full speed, having to respond to referee. I think it was good for the coaches uh, to have to coach uh, you know, in a timely fashion versus stopping and stalling, if you will, during the practice. This was about an hour, an hour, 30 minutes of simulated game experience. Uh, so I, I think, man, even even the pregame show, you know, we were there and working the game. It was good for us, you know, to to kick the tires and test some things out and work on some new strategies. Uh, so I, I give the, uh, uh, the, the scrimmage as a whole an A. I know that the coaches are going to give individual units and players, you know, C's and B's. But I'm talking about just the overall structure of it and what was accomplished. Sure. I think what was intended, what went into the meat grinder came out the other side, which you anticipated uh, to be the first full pass scrimmage. We'll get one more in, at least one more in before, you know, we head to Miami. Uh, but, but I don't think yesterday could have gone any better. Oh, no, I, I agree with you. And, and when you kind of take a look at it, and we, we you and I, we've talked off camera about uh, the fact that uh, going into the first scrimmage, defenses are normally – uh, a little bit ahead of where the offense is, but uh, uh, offense still had a, a decent showing. Uh, no doubt about that, man. Uh, if I could borrow your catchphrase, no doubt about it. No uh, doubt about it. <laughs> you know, Stuart Sanders looked good. Uh, he had a, has a command of the offense. He has respect of the receivers, has a, a, a high level of respect uh, with and to and from his offensive line. You can see them engaged and talking and making corrections. I was very impressed with the effort from our run game. Uh, we had uh, had some big runs to uh, to take place. Uh, Santi at 38 special, it, it, it did shoot yesterday, shot a couple times. Uh, also, Pickett got a couple big runs in. Uh, but I think that if you look at where we were in the spring, you know, we put up points in the spring. Uh, we left a lot of points out there, but we put up points in the spring. If you look for anything in August that is dramatically better than where it was in April, it is certainly the defensive side of the ball and certainly the defensive lineman. Let me tell you this, you know, the rule of the day is you don't touch the quarterback. He's in a red jersey. You don't uh, touch uh, the kickers and the punters. and You, you don't touch uh, the, the return men, I should say. Uh, so that was established. But even that, you know what a sack looked like in, in a non-contact scrimmage on the QB. I stopped counting at five for Niles Gat. Uh, I, yeah. I literally, when he got to his fifth yeah. sack, I, I'm not counting anymore. Uh, and, and Malik McClain, uh, dealing with some injuries, didn't play yesterday, who would be the other – Opposite side edge rusher, uh, just dominant man, and uh, you know uh, Junior Jamani Crane, like those guys on the defensive line, they came to play yesterday. Uh, I think you can expect that performance to continue this this fall, and that is just a huge, the biggest difference from where we were in April. We have a defensive line. Yeah, uh, you mentioned uh, having a defensive line, and when you really think about Jackson State football, the DNA of Jackson State football, uh, we always talk about strong run game. But defense, 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 it is the backbone of the Jackson State football DNA. Solid defense. Now, Scotty, thus far, has had a tremendous camp. Yeah, he has. He, he really has. That's why he was named uh, a starter earlier on. You know, we went to Swag Media Day. He came there as one of the one of the known starters. And, you know, Jackson State has a rich history on the defensive side of the ball, that dark side of defense. Uh, you know, Kevin Denny back there in the secondary. But one thing that we are known for historically is linebackers. And, and I think everybody's going to be equally pleased with this linebacker play. Uh, you know, Aubrey Miller showed up to play yesterday and was vocal out there getting people in their right spots. Keontae Hampton showed up to play yesterday. But now when you talk to both of those guys, 
they were not necessarily pleased with their performance. You know, they have uh, bought into what Coach Prime and the other coaches are instilling in them is that, you know, we're, we're not settling. We're not being complacent. That if there's anything to fix, we're going to fix it. Uh, they had exceptional uh, scrimmage yesterday, but when, when you hear their comments, and we're going to be dropping some interviews to you guys all week long coming from a scrimmage, when you hear their comments, they're not resting on it. Uh, you know, they are out there to get it, and they, and they believe that they got some more that they can put in the tank and get out the other side. Uh, so as exceptional as the day that they had on the defensive side of the ball, the D-line, the linebackers, the edge rushers, they're not settling on that show. 20 days away, another work week, if you will, this upcoming week, uh, leading into uh, potentially another uh, uh, scrimmage, if you will, at, at the end of the week. But uh, I tell you what, we, we, we've, we've been watching them. We've, we've watched the team meetings, watched position meetings. Uh, guys are really, the football acumen is really picking up as we go through camp. And it's, you know, building to that crescendo as we get toward the Orange Blossom Classic. Yeah, and, you know, uh, uh, I know we got an interview that we did with Mike Pollock. We can coach Mike Pollock. We can get ready to bring that up. Uh, uh, but one of the things that was I found yesterday was that football IQ increased. You know, a lot of people think when Coach Prime is talking about fast, when he talks about that fast, tough, smart discipline, that it's not just game speed, it's mental speed. The, yeah. ability, the ability to process a play before the play happens, the ability to think and react. And to have that high football IQ, IQ is not just foot speed fast or downfield fast. He's literally talking about the mental aspect of the game. And I think yesterday you could see the IQ level of our team is, is rising above, well above where it was in the spring to continue to grow. People know their assignments, know where they should be. There's some things to clean up uh, because, you know, when you practice, you don't really have a referee out there. The coaches are the referee, and they're blowing the whistle and stopping things and starting things. Well, yesterday, you had guys out there in the stripes with flags. And so there's yeah. some, some things to clean up, you know, a couple of false starts, uh, some some excitement on the defense, some, some offsides. You had those kind of penalties, but pretty much a clean game. Still got to clean, clean that up. But the, the IQ, the processing speed as it relates to fast is amazingly different from this spring. The mental acumen uh, to, to, to really lock in and focus on the task at hand, especially when you talk about a team getting prepared for this, this Florida heat. And right behind that, you got Memphis uh, with Tennessee State. But uh, uh, guys going through the, the mental uh, uh, ruminations, if you will, uh, with scrimmage yesterday, getting ready for Orange Blossom Classic. Temperature out there, Neely? You know, yesterday was a blessing. This was not a Mississippi August day yesterday. Uh, yeah. Overcast, nice, gentle breeze. It felt like April or early October out there. It might have been in the low 80s at one point. You know, it was a fantastic day, football weather. And those guys, you know, could use that little break because they have been practicing and some 100 and 102 degree heat index, you know, during the even during the cool of the morning and the cool afternoon with walkthroughs, it's been pretty hot. Uh, but the physical temperature yesterday was nice and mild. But guys, guys worked a good sweat out there. Guys got after the coaches, you know, were, were vocal and instructing. Uh, you know, again, it was a closed practice. You did have some athletic department staff around and those kind of supporters, but uh, there was no fans allowed. And that, and that kind of thing, Chuck, I imagine is going to continue because we're still, you know, dealing with a pandemic. So the people yeah. who are on the team are, you know, people who've been vaccinated, been tested, and work with them on a daily basis, including you and I. Uh, so there's really no new introduction or presence to people there uh, uh, for safety. But I anticipate that next weekend, uh, there'll be another scrimmage in around that time uh, and probably won't have another full contact scrimmage after that as we really get ready, you know, for week one 
uh, down in Miami. And the, and the players are excited about it, man. They they were focused on everything about yesterday was about FanView. Every all the installs, all the work, all the attention to detail is about week one. Well, I tell you what, Neil, we will both uh, be coming uh, live and direct uh, uh, next weekend. Uh, quite a bit going on on campus next week uh, for the pregame show, but we're looking forward to bringing you as much Jackson State content, much Jackson State action as you can handle uh, the pregame show, Neely and Bishop. I- I'm looking forward to it, man. We're uh, <laughs> two heads when we put them together again next week, and it's going to be fun, buddy. Yeah, I think we're going to have a. Uh, I think we're going to have a scrimmage next week. I believe it's going to take place, and you also have the merge, uh, the Sonic Booms event, uh, where the freshman band members merge in with the upperclassmen. That's taking place next Saturday. Uh, so you know we're going to be covering both events. We'll be live from the merge and, and bringing you information from uh, the scrimmage. One of the things about the scrimmage, we do live shots off to the side and bring you guys information, but we're not going to go live while they're playing. That defeats the purpose of it being a closed practice, a closed scrimmage. You know, we're not trying right. to give. We're not trying to give our competitive advantage away. One thing about one thing about this team, there is no film on this team, and you ain't gonna see no film from the pregame show either. You'll get your film after week one if you're an opponent out there watching. So I know fans hey, like hey, turn the camera on the field. We want to watch. Well, <laughs> they blow it up the inbox, man. That's not the way it works. So we got some highlights that we have put together for you guys uh, that you'll be seeing every day this week. We're going to bring some big explosive plays and some interviews from the scrimmage so you can see what the team really looked like. But it's hard to keep that camera on this team live and direct uh, and not give away how the sauce is made. So uh, some that's going to stay in-house. But we will be covering the merge. Pre-game show will be at the merge. I think that's going to take place at the bit. Scrimmage is going to take place probably earlier that day or – or we get that information to you. Uh, but AD, our, our super dope producers out there, you know, we call them the voice of God out here. If you got that Coach Pollock uh, interview, let's let's cue that up uh, so folks can hear from our co-offensive coordinator, Michael Pollock. Uh, we did chat with him and, and all the other coaches uh, after the scrimmage to get their thoughts on, on what they saw in their particular unit. So we may have that ready. You got your first uh, pad of scrimmage behind you. What would you make of it? Well, we had way too many penalties, way too many minimal mistakes. we got to clean that up. Um, you know, I thought at the end we played pretty physical to the last group. I, you know, we did some good things, but we got to clean up a lot of stuff. We just got, we're just real sloppy right now and um, not nowhere close to where I, I want us to be. Gotcha. Well, you know, uh, right now you're 21 days from kicking off in Miami. Uh, when you the audio is going out. Well, I feel okay. really good about well, y'all, y'all uh, still um, the outlook. Mm-hmm. I think we got time, but we, you know, we're going to have to prepare with a sense of urgency, and it starts Monday when we get back here, learning from this film, and uh, taking the next step to get better and just clean up this uh, the sloppy play we had with the penalties and the and the turnovers and things like that. Well, if you had to look at uh, one of your groups, you know, offensive line receives your QBs, who are you most impressed with or pleased with? Well, I thought our running backs played really well. I thought they ran hard. You know, they've had a couple of big plays there at the end. You know, we got our, our man 38 special back, and uh, we got Pickett. They had a big run. You know, we had Desmond had a big run, some big runs, and uh, running physical and everything. So I was, I was pleased with them. You know, I thought some of our receivers had a good day. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I, I thought our quarterbacks played okay, not, not where I want them, but you know, I thought they played okay for our first scrimmage. Good deal, Coach. We appreciate you. Thank you. Go Tigers. So, Chuck, you heard it there, man. Uh, he, he can't wait for Monday. <laughs> you know, 
Uh, they can't wait for Monday to get back, get back to work, review this film, make some corrections. I uh, want to clean up some of those penalties. Uh, was was pleased with that run game. Uh, I think the running backs did make a profound effort. He had some receivers come down with some big catches. Uh, the quarterbacks, all three of the quarterbacks played. Of course, the emphasis and focus being on QB1, Shador Sanders. Uh, I, I don't think there was a, a lot of meat left on the bone like you had this past spring season or always oh, just overthrown or, or, or just this and that. Always, there was always just something just missing a little bit. Uh, the ball sure. came out fast. Uh, but even in that coming out fast, man, again, hats off to the defense. Uh, you heard Shador Sanders uh, say when the team huddled up after Coach Prime spoke to him, uh, recapping the scrimmage, he, he got in to lead the huddle. He told the defense, say, man, y'all got us today. But, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll regroup for Monday. And, and, and they did their customary, you know, family on three because they're all in this together to make each other better. But no stretch of the imagination. I don't think that uh, it's a surprise to – people who would see it or was out there witnessing that the defense overperformed. Uh, but Jeff Weeks, and we got an interview with Coach Weeks as well uh, that we'll put out this week, but he, he's not resting that the D-line outperformed April. You know, the standard is the new standard, and, and we're going to keep growing and keep resetting the goals, if you will. You're not just going to say, well, as long as we're better than April, we're good. No, you got to be the best you can be because you got to be better than your particular opponent coming up that week. And our first opponent is 20 days away with FAMU down in Miami for Orange Blossom Classic. No doubt, Neely. It is fall camp 21. It is the process of how the proverbial sausage is made, if you will. So we will uh, continue to follow this team throughout the course of the week. Again, like you said, we will be bringing you more content, more interviews uh, from uh, the coaches, players, and then we'll come to you live again from the merge and next week's practice. So uh, looking forward to it, man, in terms of uh, putting out that great Jackson State content. Yeah, one of the things I want to point out uh, is we had Coach Pollock mic'd up during the game, during the during the during the scrimmage. Uh, so we got some great content. Uh, his interaction with the offense and, and calling of plays and that kind of thing. Uh, we had a couple of players on the defensive side uh, mic'd up. Uh, Isaiah Bolden, Zay Bolden, number twenty-three cornerback, uh, was still on the injured list and didn't participate. Uh, had him mic'd up and encouraging the defense on the sideline. Got some great interviews with some of uh, players who are making big plays out there. Uh, from Aubrey Miller uh, uh, to Shiloh Sanders on the defensive side. I was I was mostly embedded with the defense, as some would say, as a journalist on that side of the field covering this. Uh, but so we got some great content coming to you guys uh, that, you know, we're going to drop it out there daily, sometimes twice, three times a day to get this content out to you before the next scrimmage. But overall, Chuck, I think that uh, the scrimmage was a success. You know there's going to be – uh, some lackluster here and there because that's what it is. It's the first full pass scrimmage of a fall camp. Uh, so now everybody's a pass. Everybody's moving fast. Everybody's trying to hit their targets. So there's going to be some things to fix and they'll get that fixed and uh, we'll regroup it and, and do it again, you know, this Saturday after a week of another installs and uh, we'll be there to cover it and, and be there to bring uh, Tiger Nation all this information uh, uh, from what Coach Prime and his staff are trying to build at 1400 Lynch Street. Uh, you said it. We will be there. We will be providing that content. And we thank you. We thank you for watching, listening, providing us feedback. Uh, it's all making us better in terms of uh, the content that our Jackson State fans want and deserve. So we really appreciate everything uh, with regards to our fan base. Again, like you said, content, content, content coming out during the course of the week. And we will see you at the end of the week where we'll be coming to you live from the merge, the sonic boom of the South. And, of course, Jackson State scrimmage. And got one thing to add on to that, Chuck. You know, today being Sunday the 15th and the merge is Saturday the 21st, so we got a week 
then we're going to be bringing you JSU content, inside looks. But here's what we need to happen on the outside. Somebody out there that's listening and watching right now that's not vaccinated, make it your effort. Make it something that you do for you and your family, your community between now and this weekend to go get that first shot. Uh, we really need the needle to move as we increase our vaccination numbers. Uh, yes, you can still get COVID-19, Delta variant with the vaccination, but look at the drastic drop off of people who are hospitalized, people who are on ventilators or people who die. No one in Mississippi has died from the vaccine. There are over 8,000 deaths uh, from the virus during this pandemic, but no one from the vaccine. So y'all please make an effort this week if you're not vaccinated to get vaccinated. If you are vaccinated, make an effort to encourage somebody to get their vaccine this week. Uh, Neely, you say it all the time. You can have your own opinion, but not your own facts. So well stated as usual. Hey man, we just, we got to move the needle, Chuck. This is literally about lives. This is not about social activity. It's not about football. This is about lives. So we got to get to work on it. Well, until next time, it is my partner Neely and Charles Bishop. It is the pregame show here on the Black College Sports Network. Osgood Wilcox. <laughs> this is the BCSN Pod Zone, your place for the news, views, and conversations about all things related to HBCU athletics. Hear the BCSN Sports Wrap, Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, Knights of the Round Table, The Pregame Show, The Carlos Brown Show, The ONG Strike Zone, and more in one place. We are changing the way you consume HBCU sports one broadcast at a time.